Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This week, as many of you will know, has been a tragic earthquake in Syria and Turkey. This is a tragedy not just for humanity and the Ummah at large, but also one that has hit a region or parts of the world which are already suffering and going through conflict for, for decades. For decades, they're already struggling. And now they have another humanitarian struggle as well. And daily survival was already was already hard for these people. And now they have, uh, the, the current numbers are 20,000 death and that number is sure to rise. It could be many, many more thousands. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. In this week's episode, we discuss, and there's a talk from the Imam, uh, it was a Juma Khutbah, regarding what are the sacrifices that these people make. The, the people that are martyred in these kind of conditions, the people that we sometimes look around the world and say, why is it that bad things happen in the world? Why is it that people are they have disabilities? Why is it that people are not? It feels like it's not justice is served in the world. Why are bad things happening all around us, even though there, there isn't a, a law that could stop all this from happening? It's a very common question. And in this khutbah, we, we look at the answers to that. And by the end of it, you will feel refreshed. And inshallah, 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 you will have a new perspective on hardships that that come in your life and that, that you see on the TV and that are, are happening around the world. So inshallah, please reflect on this amazing talk. It was really beneficial uh, and I'll speak to you at the end. Assalamu alaikum. So, the big question is this. How do Muslims like us who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions, how do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Our Prophet وسلم, told us in a hadith of Bukhari, لا تقوم الساعة حتى يقبض العلم وتكثر الزلازل ويتقارب الزمان. He صلى الله عليه وسلم said that the day of judgment will not come until knowledge will be lifted up and earthquakes will increase and time will become diminished and trials and tribulations will appear and bloodshed will become common. In this hadith of Bukhari, what we learn is that one of the signs of the day of judgment is earthquakes will increase. And subhanAllah, every after a few years, we witness a massive earthquake happening somewhere in the world. And right now, we are witnessing yet another tragedy. And this tragedy is happening to a place in a land which already has its own set of tragedies. The cities of Ghaziantapan and Shatli Urfa in the borders of Syria and Turkey. These are the same regions 
that have witnessed almost a civil war few years ago. Beautiful cities, historical cities, different side of Turkey, other side of Turkey that we, when we go to Turkey, didn't get a chance to visit and see because most of us, we either go to Istanbul or to some holiday resort. So inshallah, in today's khutbah, I would like to discuss this topic from a theological point of view, from an aqidah standpoint. And I would like to discuss a very difficult and a very challenging questions that our young brothers and our young sisters ask. And that is, what are the wisdoms? What are the purposes? What are the causes of such natural tragedies? How do we contextualize? How do we come to terms with why this kind of tragedy would happen in the world in the, fourth pla in the first place? And subhanAllah, this is a very difficult question. It's a very touchy subject. In English literature, it is discussed under the topic of theology, which is an entire discipline in philosophy and theology. But before I go any further, let me give you a brief introduction to this reality. Most of the philosophers, they divide evil and pain into two broad categories. How many categories? Inshallah. So I'm going to quiz you every now and then, just to know if you are paying attention. Pain and suffering, they divide them into two broad categories. Number one, moral evil. Number two, natural evil. Moral evil is the evil that a man causes to another man. Civil war, stealing, murdering, killing, plundering, pillaging, all of these are moral evils. Natural evil is the natural disasters, like earthquakes, like tsunamis that take place in this world. And this is something that we are not directly causing. You will be surprised to know that in Islamic literature, there is a lot of discussion on moral evil. There is a lot of ikhtilaf among the scholars. Do we have a free will? Do we not have a free will? Do we have a partial free will? Can we do good deeds ourselves? This is something that is beyond our ability. There is a lot of ikhlaf amongst the scholars. And you will find every book of aqidah, every book of theology, Islamic theology, discussing this topic. As for natural evil, natural calamities, you will rarely find our books discussing this topic. Maybe a snippet here or there, maybe a paragraph here or there, from the books of Tafsir, from the books of Aqidah, from the books of Adab, from the books of Saduq. But you will be hard-pressed to find an entire paragraph, an entire passage about natural calamities. Why is this suffering in the world? Why are there natural calamities in the world? This is a question that, frankly speaking, Western tradition discusses more. Islamic tradition, it focuses more. It, comes, it, it is more concerned with the moral evil. Evil that is caused by us, evil that is caused by the man, evil that is caused by us, that is, we are the source of that evil. As for natural calamities in an Islamic tradition, it is understood that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the wisdoms only known to him. So we really have to scour through the literature, Islamic literature. We really have to see what our pious predecessor, our early scholars have told us about the wisdom and the causes of these natural disasters. And subhanAllah, you will find some snippets, for example, from Ibn al-Qayyam, from Ibn al-Jawzi, Imam Taymiyyah, Imam Ghazali, Imam Fakhruddin Razi, talking about this. But like I said before, interestingly, our Islamic tradition is not obsessed with this question. But of course, we live in a place, we live in a time, you know, we live in a land where we have our own sets of ideas, we have our own sets of philosophies. So the question is asked, 
why God allows such kind of sufferings, natural tragedies, natural calamities to take place in this world in the first place. So inshallah, because my time is limited, I've prepared many, many points, but obviously we started doing that quite late. So what I'm gonna do inshallah, I'm gonna cut short that list. And I'm only going to go over three potential wisdoms of these tragedies that we find from our books of Aqeedah. Three potential wisdoms that we find from our scholars that tell us that these are the causes and the purposes of tragedies, insha'Allah ta'ala. Point number one. <coughs> <coughs> Imam Qutbi rahmatullahi he mentions that one of the wisdoms of tragedy is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses every single tragedy to protect you from a bigger tragedy. Thus that tragedy becomes a blessing in disguise. And he mentions, those of you who know that, he mentions the three stories of Musa and Khidr mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf. Have you read these stories? There's three stories that mention between Musa السلام, and Khidr السلام, and they are mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf. If you haven't read them, mashallah, today is the right opportunity for you to go back home. Just go with the translation of that. Because today is the day we read Surah Al-Kahf, especially my young brothers. Today is the day we read Surah Al-Kahf. On the day of Jum'ah, we read Surah Al-Kahf. So three stories between Musa and Khizr mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf, each and every single one of that story is a calamity, is a mini tragedy. But the end of the story shows you it wasn't a calamity, it was a blessing. Ending of the story shows you it was a mini tragedy, it was a protection. The ending of the story shows you that the pain in the middle actually prevented a bigger pain, thus making that pain a blessing in disguise. And that's how we should look at tragedies as means of preventing a bigger tragedy from us. So when you look or when you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this tragedy is preventing a bigger tragedy from me, and you can think of the black, biggest calamity that you can imagine. You know, in Surah Al-Kahf, the three stories that we are talking about, one such story is two parents who lost their child. Mashallah, those of you who are parents who are sitting here, you tell me, is there any bigger calamity than you losing a child? Can you think of any other bigger calamity? Nobody is saying anything. If you think of any bigger calamity, please tell me now. Any bigger calamity that you can think of as parents, right? But Allah tells us in Surah Al-Kahf, no, there was a bigger calamity. What was that bigger calamity? That that child would grow up and he would become the worst child imaginable. The most painful and abusive son to his parents. And subhanAllah, this is a worse tragedy than the memory of an innocent child who has passed away. A child who is living, who is constantly causing you grief and stress and rude to you and obnoxious to you, this is actually worse than an innocent child whose memory remains, whose sweet memories remain, but he's no longer with you. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about here? So even in the death of a child, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is demonstrating that this tragedy is actually preventing a bigger tragedy. And that's how we need to look at the tragedies. So the first wisdom of tragedies that we learn from Imam Qurtubi rahmatullah is that every single calamity should be looked at as a means of preventing and averting away a bigger calamity. That's number one. Point number two. <coughs> Imam al-Bayqi mentioned something that today's scholars, they call this concept educative theology. It's a fancy term. It's a fancy term, educative theology, but what it actually means is that in every single tragedy, there are lessons for people to learn from. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the use of pain, through the example of suffering, through the example of tragedy, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes mankind to appreciate the blessings that he had taken for granted. And subhanAllah, every single one of us who are sitting here, we live through COVID. You know what I'm talking about. Do we all know what I'm talking about? We all live through COVID. The blessings that we did not even see as blessings, the blessings that we did not even appreciate, COVID came and made sure that we appreciate all of those blessings. And this applies to every single tragedy. This applies to every single suffering. So when you see a tragedy, what should happen? Your heart should be full of gratitude. In other people's suffering, in your people's suffering, you might appreciate the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. In other people, in other people's suffering, you might appreciate the blessings that you have. And Imam al-Bayqa, he mentions here as an evidence, as a hadith, he mentions a hadith here. The sunnah of it is weak, but the concept is there. The hadith is weak, but the concept is there. So Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, why do you create lepers? Why do you create blind people? Why some people are born with some deficiencies, with these deficiencies? Why don't you create them like the rest of the mankind? And you know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said? He said, I want mankind to be grateful for what they have by looking at those who don't have them. Seeing tragedy should give us a sense of appreciation, a sense of humility for what we have. And this is reinforced by the dua that Prophet ﷺ taught us to make. Whenever you see somebody afflicted, don't make that dua in front of him, but you should make that dua. What is that dua? Memorize that dua. What is that dua? Alhamdulillahillazi. Can everybody, can everybody fill in the blanks? Alhamdulillahillazi. No, no, fill in the blanks. What's the next part of the dua? Alhamdulillahillazi aafani. Come on. Mabtalaka fihi. Mabtalaka bihi. Wa fadlna ala kaseerim man khalaqna tafzeer. We don't have much time. Otherwise, I would quiz you more. Oh Allah, all praises to you who have protect, who has protected me from the calamity that you have and you have favored me over many of your creations. So in seeing a tragedy, you should have a sense of shukr. You should have a sense of appreciation for what you have. And if there was no tragedy, if there was no suffering, we would not have any kind of appreciation. We would not have any kind of shukr and thankfulness for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our life. Finally, the last point. One of the wisdoms of tragedy, as Ibn Qayyim mentioned, in seeing poor, Allah is testing you and me who are not poor, who is going to be generous. In seeing the yatim, Allah is testing you and me who is going to sponsor the yatim. In seeing the person who does not have food, who does not have clothing, Allah is testing you and me who is going to give them food and who is going to give them clothing. Subhanallah. So this is not just a test to them, this is a test to us. How are we going to respond? And this is something that is taken again from a very beautiful, famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hadith of Qudsi mentioned in Bukhari that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to you and me on the day of judgment, Allah will say to us, Oh, the son of Adam, I fell sick and you didn't come to visit me. I fell sick, you didn't come to visit me. And the slave will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, how can you fall sick? You are Rabbul Alameen, you are Allah. You are immune from sickness. You are above and beyond that. And Allah will say, your brother, your friend, so and so, he was sick and you never went to visit him. If you had gone to visit him, you would have found me by his side. And then Allah will ask him again, I was, hang I was hungry, you never fed me. Ya Allah, how can you be hungry? You are Allah, you are Rabbul Alameen. Your friend, that person, so and so was hungry and you never fed him. If you had fed him, you would have found me by his side. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Long hadith. But my dear brothers, what we are learning here 
is that in such tragedies, Allah is not only testing them, Allah is testing all of us. How are we going to help our brothers who are suffering right now? Prophet told us, that who does not, whoever doesn't show mercy to the mankind, Allah will not show mercy to him. Whoever doesn't show mercy, he will not be shown mercy on the day of judgment. So subhanAllah, my dear brothers, the purpose of these tragedies is to elicit mercy from us so that we can show mercy to those who need our mercy. And I will conclude on that, my dear brothers. I, it doesn't matter how many wisdoms I give you. It doesn't matter how many purposes or the causes of these natural tragedies or calamities I will give you. One thing you and I need to appreciate as the Muslims is that we need to submit to the will of Allah. We need to submit to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot understand all the wisdoms. We do not understand, we do not have the ability to understand all the wisdoms. Allah says, Wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun. Allah knows everything, you don't know anything. And also understand our Prophet told us, he gave us a glad tanning. Anybody who dies in such tragedies, what will happen? He said in a hadith, Mustad Imam Ahmad, Mu'atta Imam Malik, he said there are five kinds of martyrs. There are five types of martyr. One of them is Sahibul Hadam, upon whom fill, upon whom something fell. So when a building falls upon you, when an earth falls upon you, and you die as a result, you become Sahibul Hadam. So anybody who dies in that process, Prophet said, Insha'Allah, he will have the death of a martyr. So glad tidying for them, Insha'Allah. And finally, I cannot conclude without reminding myself and without reminding all of you that earthquake is not only a sign of the day of judgment. It should make us think about the Day of Judgment. It's not just a sign of the Day of Judgment, it's a reality that will occur on the Day of Judgment. And it's not going to happen in one part of the land, in one area, in one country. No, it's going to happen on this entire land, on this entire earth, as we know of. The entire earth will be shaking. We will feel that shake. And Allah will only protect those who He wants to protect on that day. So these signs, these earthquakes, they are not only signs. We, when we look at these earthquakes, we should feel a sense of awe. We should feel a sense of trepidation. We should feel a sense of hurriness that we need to prepare for that day of judgment. And like I said, the last wisdom, mashallah, we have brothers here. Our own masjid is collecting donations. Like I said, one of the wisdoms of the tragedies is that how do you help them? It's not a test for them. It's a test for you and me. How are you going to help those people who are suffering from them? So don't worry too much about understanding these tragedies and the wisdoms of these tragedies. Concentrate more on counteracting. Concentrate on, on trying to minimize the evil of these tragedies. Donate whatever you can. Do whatever you can. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you can. Because in this, we have our salvation. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help our brothers and sisters in Turkey, in Syria, in Lebanon. On all around the world. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanallah. Bihamdihi. Subhanakallah. Bihamdika. Shadwallah. Ilahillah. Tastaghfirullah. Insha'Allah, you enjoyed that episode and gained benefit. Please join us in our Facebook group by clicking the link which is in the bio of this episode. In there, you'll find over 350 Muslims who are sharing information, knowledge, how to better our deen, family tips, and photos relating to this episode as well. Until then, I will speak to you in the group. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.